Hey, welcome to the Agency Blueprint, the podcast for agency owners looking to explore strategies for scaling a truly profitable agency, reducing stress, and getting your personal life back. I'm your host, Robert Patton, business coach and contract CFO to agencies. To download a free copy of my international best-selling book, The Agency Blueprint, go to creativeagencysuccess.com. Today we have Sean Clark. Sean Clark is the co-founder and CEO of High Level, the leading white-label marketing platform for agencies. Previously, Sean founded Invoice Sherpa, a, a SaaS solution that helped businesses recover overdue invoices. Thank you so much for joining us today, Sean. Hey, thanks for having me. It's great to be here. So I, I know that High Level is a, a CRM, um, and with you managing and, and, ha- and owning a CRM software, I imagine that you see a lot of conversion information. Uh, what are your thoughts on how quickly a business needs to reply to um, inquiries in order to have maximum result in conversion? I mean, I think the the easy answer is as fast as possible. But I think if we look at the data, you know, um, especially with messaging, it's where where I think is the primary growth channel. So those are things like Facebook Messenger, but primarily I would say more like SMS is the biggest channel. Google My Business messaging is actually going to be big this year as well. Um, I think you're looking at something reasonable in the in the area of about five minutes or less. I mean, you need to catch people when they're still thinking about your product, still thinking about your service and they feel like you're getting back to them. But the nice thing about messaging is it is asynchronous. So on like a phone call, it doesn't have to feel like it's real time. So you do get a little leeway there, but I'm, I'd say five minutes, you're really pushing it. Over five minutes. So what sort of types of drop-off do you actually see after that five minute, 15 minute, I mean, it starts, minute? I mean, it's, yeah, it's, 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 so I would say it's, it's sort of a, it, it, it's sort of a, 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 a logarithmic curve. So, you know, you'll, you'll start to see, the percentages pretty quickly get uh, higher and higher on the drop-off rate, just depending on how far off you go. It depends on the product. It depends on the, you know, it depends on the time of day. It depends on lots of those factors. But the reality is, is that if I've raised my hand and I've reached out to you and I've opted in or I've tried to get your attention, um, I'm interested. And the longer you let me wait, the more likely I am to either forget that I'm interested, get distracted by something else in my life, or probably more likely just go seek out one of your competitors who's going to do a better job getting back to me. So for us, it's just how can we, you know, this is where automation plays a big role. Um, It's really a lot of what High Level does. It's really about capturing those moments and not waiting around for the human to actually get in and actually do the work because it's really not ever going to happen. So the goal is, hey, can we bring automation into that picture to at least start the conversation, create the dialogue, and then either get the person to the next logical jump point or get them to the point where they ask a question that the system can't handle and which human has to be there. But at least at that point, we've created engagement and that's created, that's brought that person farther down your funnel. What, what would you say is the difference between someone raising their hand and saying, hey, I'm interested in actually having a conversation in your service versus opting in from like a lead magnet? Is there differences between the amount of response that you need to actually have to engage yeah. that, that type so, of? So, I mean, I think sales is trust, right? So when you get an opt-in off a form, I think that's your opportunity to create trust. The nice thing about like messaging, for example, is it's very low touch. So my phone's not ringing. It's not interruptive. I don't have to stop what I'm doing. I just have to look at my phone and see like, hey, what's going on? So from our perspective, it's about that opt-in coming in and then messaging out and trying to create, and this is the most important thing, it's trying to create a conversation. And the best way to do that is always a yes or no question. And it's always just something simple related to the opt-in. And so for us, it's like, you know, let's say you're working for a roofer and that person has filled out a form for a free estimate. You just want to text out and say, hey, this is Bob, you know, at the roofing company. Thanks a lot for reaching out to get an estimate um, is now a good time to get you booked on our estimates calendar. 
right? Yes, no. Hopefully it's an easy yes because they just opted in. And because it's automated, you were closing that gap in the first you know, minute. And so the person's already thinking, wow, okay, I, I just filled that form out. I know where I was just a second ago. I'm now getting this sort of positive response from that interaction, that opt-in. And they're asking me effectively, do I want to do the thing that it is that I opted in to do? And so you put that all together and the whole concept there is just getting them to respond. And there's two big things you're doing there. So one, you're, you're creating a little bit of trust and you're creating a little bit of a connection. And you're also getting them sort of psychologically tuned to actually take the next step, which is the bigger step, right? So then it's like, hey, would you like to book an estimate? That's really what, or, or a time for us to come out and give you an estimate. And they're saying yes. And that's where machine learning and AI just are great because that yes or sure or sounds good. That's very easy to see as a positive, we call it a positive intent. It just means it's a yes. And then we can automate the next flow, which is, okay, great. Here's a link to our estimates calendar. Grab a time for you, that works for you. And right there, we can, uh, we can book in about 50% of people into an appointment on a calendar for that, for that professional to come out and do their work um, without any kind of human interaction. So it's, a, it's an insanely great way to close people, but also build trust at the same time because you're giving them the thing that they asked for to begin with. Awesome. I mean, you've been talking quite a bit about automation. Uh, what other aspects of marketing funnel um, does high level specialize in and would you, would you recommend having in your funnel management? Sure. Yeah. So, I mean, high levels uh, from our perspective, high level is, is an, is basically every tool you need to run an agency, um, every tool you need to scale your agency. So it's, we think of it as capture, nurture, close. So all the capture tools, all the nurture tools, are all the close tools. So for us, that's things like funnel builders and form builders and chat integrations and web chat and all of the different ways, Facebook lead ad integration, all this, all the ways to suck leads in. And that's great. But then it's that nurture piece that really is where most people get hung up. So it's for us, it's a big focus on how do we automate that nurture piece. And there's certainly places you where, and this is really important also, is where automation is really poorly used. So if someone says, yeah, I do want to get a roofing estimate, but I need to know how much it's going to cost to put a new roof on my 3,200 square foot home. Um, and I want to use, you know, uh, you know, clay shingles or something very specific. That is the last place where automation should even try to do anything. That's where you should just, just stop. And in our case, what we do is, you know, we're a full CRM um, out to the small business. So we have a mobile app. We have, um, we have a desktop app. So we're alerting that roofer. All right, roofer, time for you to get in and do the work and actually respond to that because that's where the roofer really shines, right? That's a piece of information only they can tell you. And it's, and oftentimes it's literally just semi answering the question and then just moving them back to the original request, which is, do you want to book? But because we have calendaring and booking in the system, it makes that very seamless because now that roofer on the mobile app up on the roof can respond to the question and book the appointment at the same time, right? So it's really moving them down the sale, that funnel all the way and then on the, we also have like opportunity tracking and sales tracking, kind of like a pipe drive. So you can see where people are at in the funnel and bring them all the way to close, send out, you know, send out agreements, have them sign agreements, all kinds of stuff. But again, having that flow all the way through one stack just makes things really easy. So you can interweave the automation where it makes sense and then take it away and bring the human being in where it doesn't. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, I'm a big proponent for utilizing technology and automation. I think that there's so many things that humans are great at, right? But there's things that can be automated that we don't need to spend our time on. Um, totally, absolutely. So um, with so much content being put out there in, in, in the world now and content being king, I was wanting to ask, so how do you see 
content continuing to be an aspect, even in automation and being able to feed into your marketing funnel and how to actually nurture your prospects with your, your content effectively. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. So I think of content is kind of playing two roles, right? So one is content can be something that is applied upfront that you're just putting out in the world to kind of show that you know what you're talking about to sort of get to that opt-in stage. And then I think that content can also be a great way to bring somebody through in sort of the long tail of the, of the funnel, right? So if I've come in, I've opted in, you've tried to get me to, to bite, I'm not quite ready yet. I think content is a wonderful way to continue to educate me as to why you are the right choice for the job. So when I am finally ready to come back around, um, I, you know, I'm just continuously being educated by you about, you know, various aspects of what it is that you do. So for me, that's kind of where content becomes super important. Um, <clears throat> I find that people do a pretty good job with content in general. I think content's been out there for a long time as an idea. Um, I think where we still see the biggest follow-up is the nurture um, in the funnel. That's really where people lose people. Um, they've opted in, they've raised their hand, they've said they're interested, and they just kind of fall flat. Um, there's enough leads in the world for most services that, you know, um, the it's not for lack of content. It's really for lack of follow-up. I agree. There's definitely enough leads out there for most businesses that are not being tapped adequately yeah, I mean, 100%. That's, you know, that's not what, you know, we don't, we don't ever see agencies say, I don't know how to generate more roofing leads, or I don't know how to generate more dental leads. It's how the heck do I get the roofer to follow up these darn leads? Because if they don't, they're not going to convert. And if they don't convert, they're not going to blame themselves. They're going to blame me. Um, really, that's the biggest issue. That's actually how we came into existence. Um, and, you know, we've moved, we've moved leaps and bounds since then, but that's still the biggest issue that we help people solve out of the gate. That's awesome. Uh, before we started getting into recording, you mentioned a missed call text back. So I'm curious, uh, what is a missed call text back? And oh, how sure. Does it work? Well, this actually leads into the bigger, what I think is the future for agencies. But just to answer your question specifically, a missed call text back is every business, everywhere, every day, whether they will tell you whether they'll be honest about it or not, or if they even know or not, actually, misses calls all the time. And so, and those calls are honestly, most of the time, they're the best leads. I mean, these are very hot inbound qualified people. And most people are not calling to check up on something or whatever. Most people are calling to get a quote or get more information or whatever. And when the business loses that phone call, well, that's money that they've just flushed down the drain. So if instead we can say, we could text the person who just called and say, Hey, something like, Oh, I'm sorry. I'm on the other line with a customer right now. How can I help you? Or do you need to book an estimate uh, appointment or whatever? If we can turn that missed call into a messaging opportunity, that's a great way to have a second bite at the apple and save that person. Whereas you otherwise would have, they would have just said, Oh, they're not picking up. I'm going to call that next person down the list on the Google results. And you would have lost that customer. I've definitely been that guy that's just gone down in the Yelp channel and as a consumer. And I think this is the most important thing to realize is every, every service is competitive, right? Every, you know, every, every industry and vertical is going to have 10 choices with great reviews with, that are in my location and do what I want them to do and all this other stuff. And I'm just going to keep on rolling until you, you stop me. Right. And that miscalled text back is that, Whoa, Hey, hold on a second. They're on. Oh, they're on the other line, but they're here. Great. Let me tell them what I need. Oh. And in fact, this is so cool that I can message because I didn't want to call them anyways. I just thought I had to, right? So it's a big game changer for, for every local business that we talk to. 
I think my I might be showing my age a little bit, um, but I'm not a proponent of text messaging. I'm definitely more of a phone call kind of guy. But I mean, I know that the vast majority of the public is moving towards text well, messaging. And, and, although, you know, interestingly, um, you know, so so this year, and we're we're already doing this with Google now. They have uh, the Google messaging, uh, my business messaging uh, uh, rollout happening, and they've just announced. Thank goodness, finally this week, when you search plumber near me or grocery store near me or whatever in the results, instead of saying call, call, call on your mobile phone, it's gonna say, start saying message, 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 if they have that available. So it'll be curious as that rolls out, will, will you simply change your behavior because it's more convenient to touch that button and literally now be in, in context with that business actually having a conversation? Because I would challenge you to think about most of the calls you make, how big of a call are they? Or are they most of the time you just asking a really basic question? Do you guys do this? Can you come out on Sunday? What's the cost for that? If it is, messaging is more efficient and you're already on your stupid phone. So why, you know, and, and you're looking at the screen and you have your fingers typing, taking yourself out of context and slapping it on your ear does take more effort than continuing down that same chain that you're currently doing. So even for you, somebody who says they prefer it, I wonder if in the long term you'll still convert. Probably, right? And if, I you mean, if you don't, everyone else will. So it won't <laughs> matter, but it's still, it's still the trend. Um, and again, I think it, it, and even if you want to call, so there, you think about the times where you can't call, right? So you're at work, you're in transit, you're on the bus, you're on the train, you're on the plane, you can't call, but you still need to get something done. And so messaging, I think, opens an avenue to make that much easier for a consumer. Yeah, I mean, you, you have Google moving in that direction. It's definitely obvious that the public prefers that method of communication. Well, and it's going to be a big disruptor for agencies, right? Because Google, what this really is, is Google's taking a new stance. Instead of saying, come to Google, search, find what you need and leave us. It's search and then stay. Don't go anywhere. Do the whole transaction here. Message the business. They're going to bring appointment setting in. They're going to bring payments in. They're going to bring messaging to the desktop later this year. So all of these things are going to come up, come out through messaging. And I think it's going to be a big game changer for, in the agency space and something that agencies need to be aware of. That's awesome. Um, something I talk with agencies about a lot when it comes to scale is agency churn. Yep. And I know that you work now with over 12,000 agencies. So what do you see as an average churn for clients since you have insight into their well, CRM? It varies. Um, but uh, the, well, it, so on the, on the high end, as it were, I would say um, you're talking about people who could keep their average clients maybe three months. Um, on the low end, it could be four years. Now, there's always a big difference um, between the two people, and it's always the same difference. So, um, you know, if you said to me, look, um, I, I want to know how, what's the secret to this. I would tell you the people that keep their clients longer tend to have two big differences between the people who don't keep their clients very long at all. So one, they are local agencies. They're not national. So they operate within a city or a town or a metro area, and they offer a holistically complete service. So it doesn't mean that they do all the services themselves. It simply means that they're the one-stop shop for their clients. And I think a lot of this place is the psychology of trust. And so it's, it's super simple. It's, I'm a dentist. I don't make any money if my hands are not in a patient's mouth. Therefore, I'm going to maximize that amount of time. So I don't have a lot of time to evaluate, am I, do I have the right vendors? Am I overpaying for something? That kind of a thing. And so I just have to go with my gut. So when I sit down once a month with my bookkeeper and I'm going through my expenses and I, your expense, Mr. or Mrs. Agency owner, that's three grand a month, am I going to keep you? If you swing by the office sometimes, 
if I know you personally, if I feel like you're in my community, if I feel like you're like holistically taking care of lots of stuff for me, that feels really weighty and valuable. Almost like that makes sense for what you're charging me. But if you're just running Facebook ads for me and I've never met you before and you're six states away, eh, I don't know. I think I'm gonna cut you just because I'm not quite sure if, if you're doing a good job or not. And honestly, you could be doing the best job in the world. I just don't have time to figure that out. So I'm moving on here. Um, now the good news is for all those people, we actually think we've solved the churn issue for the record. But again, to answer your question, um, that is, that is what we see from a churn perspective on average. That's, that's interesting. I mean, that, that connection piece that you sort of are talking about, right. Whether it be locality or communication with them. So even, with an agency that may not be local. Um, what I'm hearing in that is that you need to have that personal relationship with your client that allows for them to be more engaged with you and know you on that personal level, which I mean, we're all human beings. And I feel like in modern times, we seem to miss that in, in regular communication, especially. I, mean, I would agree. It's, it's, it's definitely something that we feel like should, should be antiquated and old, but in reality, you know, you just can't fight millions of years of tribalism and um, human, human connection and behavior and, and I, honestly, I don't know on the face of it that it's such a bad thing at the end of the day, um, but it is certainly what makes us human. And I don't think you can, I don't think you can technologically work, work that out anytime soon. And I'm not sure that I want to, I enjoy yeah, I talking agree. with people. <laughs> um, so you, so your, your main piece that you're suggesting there, right, is focus on being able to really help them and really being able to provide them with value and make sure that you're connecting. I mean, th th that is the pre-high level days, I would say. And that is the, those, are the, those are the people that walk in our door. One, but I would say, though, that there's a fundamentally better way because there's also a downside, right? So you roll into a local agency and they, they might say, they might just not say to you, well, I have a really bad churn issue, right? What they're going to say is I'm capped out. I, I have 50 clients and I, it's, if I wanted to go higher, I'm going to have to go and get a bunch of extra staff. And as a result, I just don't want to do that. I just feel like I'm tapped, right? So while the four, four month agency, they might scale up to a lot bigger number of clients they are churning and burning all the time, right? So the issue here is both people kind of need, need sort of something a little different, but not, luckily it's the same solution. So um, for the person who's the local digital agency that doesn't have the churn, what they need is they need more profitability per customer, right? They need more money coming in the door that doesn't require that go hire a bunch of staff in order to create that. So that's their, that's their need. On the low end, the, the churn and burners, what they need is they need something to stop the churn immediately because while the numbers sound exciting, ultimately it's just constant turnover and eventually they just burn out, right? And so what we did on, on the high level side is we looked out in the world and we said, okay, wait a second. What product does in a small business or a medium business buy month in and month out that's super sticky, that they never cancel, and it doesn't require a lot of labor, so it's at a lower price point, right? And the answer was uh, pretty obvious to us, software. <laughs> Ultimately, there's a ton of small business software companies out there that are doing hundreds of millions in revenue. And the reason why is because they have this really sticky product, right? They co you come in, you're like, listen, for 300 bucks a month, we can do Google My Business messaging, two-way text messaging, reputation management, web chat, right? Sort of this all-in-one software platform, 400 bucks, creates a lot of value. And again, back to that dentist, they look at the end of the month and say, hey, what, what, what are we getting enough value here? First of all, you're way down the expense chart now. You're at $400 and not three grand. And then all they have to do is say, yeah, you know, I think we got a couple of patients out of that. And bingo, there's the ROI they need to keep that product. So what we've done is we've actually made this something that agencies can now sell because we're all white label and we only sell the agencies, right? 
we've now turned and are turning agencies into SaaS companies in addition to service companies. And what that means is they can go out and sell this software product on a recurring monthly basis without having to add a bunch of staff. It creates instant profitability for that local digital agency that doesn't have the churn issue. And it, it, it solves the churn problem for the, for the four, four month churn and burn folks who have bad churn, right? So in both cases, it's a huge win for agencies across the board. So the real answer is, yeah, you should have more personal relationships and that's awesome, but you also need to give yourself something that's a nice floor where it provides instantaneous ROI, doesn't require a lot of staff, and that's software, that's SaaS. And so for, for me, it's about turning agencies into SaaS agencies. I think that's the big trend this year. I think it'll be the big trend for the next couple of years. And it's really about an agency trying to provide more value a good price point and something that's very sticky down to the customer. Interesting. Um, so in, in being able to onboard this uh, white label software for agencies, mm -hmm. how does um, high level help in that onboarding and training and understanding? Because I imagine there's the um, continual help component when it comes to the agency. Not as hard as you think, but we offer a done for you setup service. So if you don't want to set it up at all, you can pay us, I think it's 99 bucks one time, and we'll actually get on the phone as your setup team and do the setup for you. We have all, all kinds of white label um, help videos, training videos, and that sort of thing. But to be honest, the baseline feature set there that I just described is very simple to train, and it doesn't require a great, it's one screen in our app. It's literally just conversations coming in via these different channels and the business owner responding to them and doing the thing that the business owner knows how to do. Can you go more advanced? Absolutely. And that's, but that's really where the, and this is what's great about high level. This is why we only sell the agencies. That's not something we want the small business to do. That's what the agency does, right? <clears throat> They're the people that set up the advanced automations. They're the people who understand these in-depth marketing flows. So the client stays up here in the simple land and down under the surface where they can't see the agency's actually doing all the complex stuff. And all you have to do is teach your silly client to like, Hey, here's a mobile app. It's going to ding like every other app. When it dings, answer it, right? Pull it down, touch the notification. Someone's going to say, hey, can you install a backup camera on a 2012 Chevy Silverado? That's your cue, buddy. Say, yes, I can. That'll be three grand. Can you come in this afternoon? And bam, you've just picked up your, a, a new customer. And that's the idea. The idea is deliver quick value for a low price that just is super sticky. And then you layer your services on top of it. Yeah, the and even if they cut back your ads, they cut back your SEO, whatever it might be, you never lose the software. So you never lose the customer. And as you see the trend data with the information going on, you can reach back out to that customer as well. And oh, say, yeah. hey, we're seeing this happening and it's always that potential for upsell. Absolutely, exactly. And, and that's the idea. I think that, and, and this is the thing, when we looked at this and said, okay, well, like the ads agency, is the ad agency doing a bad job? Like, are they running bad leads? Are they doing bad, bad you know, do they just, are they incompetent with the ad campaigns? The answer is like, no. It's literally like a psychological hangup from the business owner. Cause they're just thinking three grand is a lot of money. It's more than I think I can afford. So I'm going to cancel it. It doesn't even correlate to, to revenue. And I, it, and that's gotta be disheartening if you're in this business, but it's true. And so you gotta work around that, right? So you can't, you, you just gotta accept that it's very, very, very hard and not scalable to try to convince the dentist every 30 days that you're still the right person from that for them. You just got to realize that it might be three months on, six months off, three months on, six months off. But if you have the software revenue coming in, you're never going to lose your customer. That's uh, some good insight. Um, so I know that you're currently offering a 14-day free trial. Um, go to highlevel.com 
Uh, go highlevel.com. Go yeah. I, I'm trying to find the person who owns highlevel.com and see if I can get them to sell it to me for less than an obscene amount of money. But but yeah, for now it's gohighlevel.com. Awesome. Go to gohighlevel.com to check out uh, the software and get your 14-day free trial. Thank you so much for joining us today, Sean. Hey, thanks for having me. Thank you for joining us today on the Agency Blueprint Podcast. To find out more, go to agencyblueprintpodcast.com. For links mentioned in this episode, please check out the show notes. As always, go to creativeagencysuccess.com to jumpstart your agency today.